Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. I'm Lou Gregory, and here's what's coming up today. Luton leave it very, very late against league leaders Bournemouth, but what a result at Kenilworth Row. Cal Naismith striking in the 97th minute, the place where mentors allowed us with her Kenilworth Road in years. What a game! What a day. Today we'll discuss that game in more detail and also have a look at Alan Campbell. That guy scored his first goal for the club the other day and it was a banger from 20 yards. And look, this guy, I think producer Jacob calls him uh, the Scottish Kante or something. So that makes you. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's class. So we'll discuss him today and also your Instagram questions and plenty more. Uh, I'm with... Dave in front of me and Batara as well. Batara back on the All podcast. Right. Look, hey. mate, first time, congratulations. Yeah, Thank congratulations. We did um we did say last week I did kind of make a bit of mess of it. Yeah, but, uh, no, no. I said, uh, do you know weirdly enough, I said to you earlier, I said uh, I'll see it this morning. I don't know why I decided to listen this morning because I know I'll be on tonight probably. But um yeah, you uh you fumbled like a right tip, mate, but yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I did, unfortunately. Um but fair play to you. How, how is he? First of all, his name is his uh, name is Roman, and his middle name is Harford. Yes. And obviously, he's got my last name, so yeah, Roman Harford Pitaro. And he was a £10.9 baby. £10.9? Oh, bloody hell, yeah, that's huge. A fucking unit, mate. And <laughs> do you know what the funniest thing is about it, though? We had him um, measured yesterday, uh, sorry, two days ago for the first time, and the woman that came around to do our home visit, she turned around and went, wow, he's the biggest baby I've ever measured. He was 57 and a half centimetres long. Wow. So nearly two foot. And how's it being a parent? Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's hard work, but you know, it's good. It's very nice. It's rewarding. So, so Pataro, what the podcast has done is um we've we've we I don't know if you've seen it on the internet, um or on Hatters Hatters Talk or whatever. Jason Swift is the artist who's done a big picture of Mick Harford. Yep. Yep, and so you know the you know the picture? Yeah. So we got you one of those. You got me one of those, or yeah, we got you one of those. Hang on a second, let me get it for you. I thought he was taking a mick then. <laughs> I thought it was oh, um, here's on. No, and, and do you know what? He's got he's got more he's got more for sale, and all the proceeds go to. Oh wow! They all the proceeds go to. Have a look at this if you haven't seen it before. All the proceeds go to oh, wow. um, the the cancer yes. research prostate yeah. United, and Mick signed it. Do you want to oh, read out what mate, he said? That is phenomenal. That is, I like that. To Roman Harford Pizarro, born to be a hatter. Obviously, Mick Harford signed and come on you hatters. That's it's amazing. And uh, you know what, guys? Support this because it's going Beautiful. to a good cause. It's a fantastic print. Well worth right. it. Give it a go. And uh, producer Jacob will get him to put a link That's in a tweet or in our descriptions yeah. and stuff, Jacob. Thank, thank you, you very much. Um, wow. Good yeah. stuff. Lovely start to the podcast. Just make sure you hang it in a nice place. <laughs> hey, in all fairness, I will... Uh, 
He's not having that. I'm having that. Right, so <laughs> you need, well, it's to him. But you need to put it down. He's got his name on it, man. You need to put it down. Let's do yeah, the podcast. Yeah, course, course, uh, let's get into the football then. Three word reviews of Luton 3, Bournemouth 2. Ian says, what a win. David, limbs absolutely everywhere. Connor says, still in shock. James, Oxley's commentary insane. Richard Naismith for Scotland. Neil says, no voice left. Andy Burgess, Naismith in midfield. Colin says, Nathan's knee slide. Greg, never leave early. And Tim says, teams like Luton. A lovely little range of three-word reviews there. Well, it was a win, wasn't it? It was a fantastic win. It was it was one of those days, if you're at Kenilworth Road, you're going to remember for a long, long time. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. It was something special. I mean, after that Harrogate game last week as well. Yeah. Which weren't you know, the greatest of games for us, but, you know, a bit of rust and whatnot, but brilliant. Can I just say, you haven't given me another sheet, you've only given me one. Oh, you can share. Oh, yeah. Thank you, mate. I think we run out of paper, mate, if I'm no, being honest. Right. I'll bring some around <laughs> next week, don't worry. Um, I like Andy Burgess's one, Naismith in midfield. It's something that I think we've spoken about in the podcast before, and, mm-hmm. and obviously we spoke to him in that Christmas special, and he said he prefers being centre-half, but he really showed, especially when we had them injuries and we had to make a few changes to the squad, that he can play in that midfield role, and he played it brilliantly. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if we look at the three-word reviews, though, I'd say uh, Oxley's commentary was insane he was spot on as how I think probably all of us felt inside that stadium um, I've watched the goal so many times I've watched it so many times yeah, and, I've, and I've listened to his commentary and it just sums up everything Nathan's knee slide was yeah iconic as well I think that's one you'll look back as yeah. yeah Nathan's brilliant. knee slide that was cool but that's one when we leave Kenilworth Road you we will look back on this game and go wow what what a day and I've seen, apparently there's fans saying we the way we celebrated was over the top and the Bournemouth Arsenal fan TV thing they do was saying, uh, oh, they celebrate like they won the World Cup. And it's just like, yeah, have, you a, day off, mate. have a day off. Yeah, your, squ- your, your squad yeah. is worth 10 times more than ours. It's not like, even that. Like, if you win, as well. exactly. how often right. do you win with the last, actual last kick of the game? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was it was what we deserved for a whole performance. And totally bit, what we deserved. The best thing about it was as well, was it 90 plus six up on the board? And that was 90 plus seven we scored. <laughs> yeah, amazing. because they go. Absolutely amazing. It's a minimum of six yes. minutes at yeah, the time. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. It's a minimum. And uh, thank God for that. I've also seen mm-hmm. people say that um, we manipulated injury time from the Bournemouth fans saying, you know, yeah, they, they managed the game and they created that injury yeah. time so we could win in the injury time. Well, long may that happen. We're not Wickham Wanderers. Oh, yeah, exactly that. So if we did it once every sort of 10, 15, 20 years, then why? So be it. But like Greg says here, never leave early as well. So any person that left early on Saturday. Oh, well, jokes on them because they missed a brilliant end, didn't they? Uh-huh. Uh, well, do you know what? Do you remember I interviewed Nick Owen? I know he left early. Oh, uh, well. Missed out on a cracker over then, didn't he? Missed out on a cracker. Let's talk about the game then. Um, I thought, when you look back at that that first half, we played very well. Bournemouth were zipping it around and you can tell that they got quality. The way, I just think the pace and speed, they passed the ball and their movement and there were stages where we were pressing and to be fair to them, they were very calm in in playing it out and they were insisting on doing it every single time. Um, But, I thought for a first half performance, that's as good as it gets for us. Well, yeah, I mean, considering you know they had uh, quite a lot of possession, you know, early on and whatever else, and I think they, had, I think was it sixty five percent possession, yeah, or something silly like that, maybe a little bit more. But I wouldn't have said they really, really hurt us. I mean, apart from James Shaw, I recall yeah, that shot, a, yeah, that save, a very, very good save, a solid save. But apart from that, I don't recall much happening. 
But I think, you know, we caused problems by, I think we were quite direct in the first half, especially. I think Bio was a handful, wasn't he? Jerome obviously yeah. put in the yards. Jerome was quality of the weekend. Can I just say, yeah, from the Harrogate game, I think a, few, a lot of people, well, a lot of people were laughing at Jerome saying, oh, he's well past it. But do you know what? <laughs> That was a professional performance on Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic from him. 100%. Um, half an hour in, it was 1-0 across a lovely ball. I can't remember who played it in, but Adebayo's first touch just set him up perfectly. And I think he's unlucky not to score there. Maybe he looks back at that and goes, I probably should have scored that, but we get the lucky rebound. Yeah. And for once, I know you don't believe in luck, but you create your own luck. And well, yeah, we did it. there and, and we get the goal and it's a Lloyd Kelly own goal but well, he didn't he OG it at the Bournemouth game, the other game yeah, yeah, yeah did he when we did, were there yeah. yeah but for I the it was Pelly with the ball in by the way was it yeah I'm pretty sure it was Pelly and it got a flick on as well but for the touch like I said from Adebayo it's, it's just so perfect for him that it's one touch shoot and it's not like again we speak about it all the time about how good Elijah Adebayo is but he's just showing there again his, his quality because he was like you said a handful of the weekend mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for a young guy as well. I mean, someone you know, so direct as well. I mean, this guy's got it all. He can run in behind. He can run out wide. He, he can do everything. I mean, the ball was put into direct. Like I say, I keep, I keep saying direct. It wasn't like we just hoofed the ball and played sort of like Route 1 Burnley football from sort of like six, seven years ago. It was almost like the ball was, you know, lofted into him, shall we say. Yeah. With like precision. But it wasn't just that. He had a lot of work to do every single time. But his first touch... Every single time I sat there, I can't recall him taking a bad touch at all. Even the ball was lumped up from a goal kick and whatever else. It was sound like going out towards like near the clock. And I remember the second half, he took it out, out of the sky, plucked it out of the sky, bang, one touch within about two or three yards of him. Yes. It was like that all afternoon and the guy was absolutely unreal. I'll tell you what, it's that same old thing that we keep saying, we need to keep hold of him. We really do. 100%. Especially unreal. when you look at what he's doing for us in, in our team in the moment. I think other clubs will be going, well, if we get him in our team, like, but Mitrovic has got, what, 27 goals? I mean, you put Adebayo in Mitrovic's position, he probably scores as many. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I said that Saturday as well to someone, but I actually believe that as well. People be sitting there going, especially Fulham fans, if they heard this, they'll be going, oh, you stupid, Mitrovic is not the greatest championship striker of all time or whatever else, but... Yeah, he probably is. He's special, isn't he, Adebayo? He really yeah, is. Yes, but Adebayo, I'll tell you what, mate... <laughs> The guy can he's got more he's got more athleticism in him and he's got more to go. He's an exciting prospect yeah. for the future. hundred percent that, yeah, hundred percent. Should we get into a controversial discussion then about the offside goal that ha- uh, that was to make yeah. it two 0 Cameron Drone taps it in from Elijah's flick. And obviously at the time at the stadium, without seeing anything back, you look at it and go, mm, okay. At the time, did you know that Adebayo had touched it? Because I didn't. I, from our position, I thought I saw him play it across the goal, yeah. Well, you might have seen that, but I didn't. But the fact the linesman, no, I'm not, but the fact the linesman's not flagged for it, obviously I've gone, okay, well, he's he's onside. The referee's gone, okay, he's onside. And then this is where it's all getting controversial because obviously Bournemouth players then go over and moan at the referee. Because they have no VAR. And that's the point, isn't it? The Bournemouth players didn't just go and moan at the referee. They went straight over to the liner. How many of them? Four, five, six? All of them off the bench down there. It was wrong. It was wrong to do that. It was wrong. Yeah. And they basically said, "Oh, it was." You know, the, the lino didn't see it. Did the ref see it? Probably not. If he, you know, probably if he, not. If he had seen it, it would have taken two and a half minutes or whatever. It no, was two and a half, decision. three minutes. Yeah, it was, it was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. I don't know. Look, I, 
I want to kind of, I'm not sticking up oh, for the officials here, here, no, but here we go, Pataro, you know. VAR, go and raise that shit. I, w- I would like VAR in the championship, yeah, but the way I look at it is if the linesman thinks the ball's come off a Bournemouth player to Jerome, then that's understand- and understandable as to why yeah. he's not Why did it take three minutes? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I then if it, the referee exactly goes, oh no, I know it come off Elijah, but I assume Jerome was onside because you haven't raised your flags. So, I get there's that confusion but and that they have to have that discussion. No, That's but fine. that doesn't take three minutes. That takes 30 seconds, if that. Did did you see, was he offside? I Well, he was in offside position, but I think... Did it did, take three minutes, though? It took forever. Uh, it was quite a while. It was okay. a long time. I don't think it was three oh, minutes. We reset. Oh, maybe we, we were three actually, minutes. It, we had, it was way over a minute and a half. We had reset. We'd reset, yeah. ready to go. They, they got, were still they, arguing. They even got out, oh yeah, and sponsored today by DNA Driving School was Cameron Jerome. And we were all sitting there, oh yeah, you got on. Yeah. Let's give it some of I, mean, I didn't hear that that's one, come actually. on there and he celebrated, it all reset. Like, like so we had reset and there was people off their bench, there was people with iPads, there was everything. But if the referee only had to go over to the line and go, um, was he in offside position? I think he was. Um, well, I knew that Adi Bayo played the ball, so there he is offside. That would have taken that much time, next to no yeah, time. You, you don't know what that discussion was, and you can't just speculate and go, oh, well, the referee didn't see it. Or, you know, you- the protest, the protest by all their players and their bench staff caused them to change yeah, their mind. We would do the same. If, that was, if we were in that situation, we would do the same. And that's what, the way I look at it is... How many times have you seen an offside? And at the end of the day, it was a quick time- decision. Oh, mate, how many times have you seen an offside goal at home? Against yeah, us. And this is where I want to talk about VAR because I do think it's time VAR was introduced to the championship. And I know what you feel about VAR. And I know what you both feel about VAR. I like getting home at a reasonable time at night. I just think for situations like that, though, that's two seconds, then go check. Okay, he's offside. Done. But it wasn't two seconds, was it? That's the point. What we're trying to say is if the goal was given, it was only changed after absolutely half the bloody Bournemouth team run well I mean well, exactly I, and then that gets eradicated then if VAR is introduced and then you look at that and go okay it's offside right it, oh. it, offside yeah I get it I get you can rule it offside I get that I get overall probably the right decision was made I get that however the manner in which it was reached was wrong and there is no VAR there is no VAR that's what I'm saying though is no, it but there time isn't. there is no no because there isn't I love I love the controversy that we're talking about right now and that's football um, you know, I must say, I'm um, yeah. Sorry, I must say, I've got to say, I agree with you, David. No yeah. I, the controversy, right, about the whole the thing. You know, VAR, like it kills the whole sort of like discussion point and the fight between like people. Was it? Wasn't it? With VAR, it's like well, we see it on the screen, kind of thing. It kills that debate. I mean, we like having a debate, like right now. And this this wouldn't create this conversation right now. The only thing I'd say about VAR is seconds. it's not perfect. There's a maybe a chance they might have ruled out Naismith's goal for players being in front of or near the keeper. But oh uh, no, no chance, no nothing. way. He was this mate. He was just like the goalkeeper. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, but that's you know true. what refs are like. And it should probably be the penalty anyway. But we'll get there anyway. But either so. way, without VAR and like you said, the all that controversy. Oh. Controversy. Thank you. Controversy. <laughs> It wouldn't have got the crowd up because the crowd were proper, proper up for it after that. And maybe that's what brought on the second goal. And it was a beautiful goal from, from Alan Campbell. And he's, he's carried the ball quite a long way, actually, to be fair to him. And he's shot into the bottom corner. It was a brilliant finish. It was the first goal for the club. And I think he's getting better and better, Alan Campbell, at the moment. He's looking yeah. really good, isn't he? I think even the build-up for that 
was Na- Naismith's pass. Yeah, it was a great between pass. Between two players, yeah, ridiculously good. And I think he, I think, um, I think they said on the telly at the time, and because um, I've watched it about God knows how many times. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he looks up to see there's no pass on for him at that point. The ground opens up as soon as it leaves his boot. That's going in. Yeah. As soon as it left his boot, yeah. Keeper. There's no way the keeper was getting it. It was a brilliant goal. Good strike. Can't argue with that. And do you know what? It wasn't even the best thing about Anna Campbell on Saturday either. His performance all round, his off the ball rate was unreal. That was the best part of his game. I mean, the goal helped. I mean, you know, in the end, obviously, it probably it got us a, well, got us across the line. Yeah. But, mate, the guy is, he, he don't stop running. I can't understand it. I mean, I can't even get up at 3.30 in the morning to, like, give the baby a bottle. But, <laughs> and he can run for sort of, like, 60, 70 minutes. I mean, I only got injured, but, come on, mate. It's not healthy running that much, surely. Well, we are going to talk about Alan Campbell a bit. He's our player focus for today. Um, it was 2-1 and after half time. I think, I thought everyone would have maybe thought that Bournemouth would come out and really try and step it up. They're the league leaders. Uh, they've lost the least amount of games away from home in the championship. And um, they came out and they've got talented players. And I think from our point of view, we are disappointed that they conceded so quickly, quickly after yeah. half time because it was the yeah. 50th minute and... Stacey's yeah, this is, you know, we mean, know what Stacey's yeah. like he's beaten two of our players he's put it on a plate for Mark Ondes. he puts it in and at that time you're going alright this is now Swansea written all over isn't it mm-hmm. they started yeah. real quick didn't they second half and it was very disappointing so and again when you when you look at that goal I think Adebayo comes over to try and stop Stacey doesn't he and then he just ducks in between massive space in all fairness, I think he does. Um, I think he does Addy for the first time, doesn't he? He does Addy once and then does him again with. I think was it? Um, you know, it was left wing back Brit, uh, Bell, was it maybe. Bell, yeah, Bell. whatever it was. But yeah, he, <laughs> technically he's done three of them there. And the ball Stacey's put in, it's perfect, is what Collins was used to all them years. It's where perfect, Stacey was yeah. absolutely perfect. And Mark Hondes makes it two one, and at that time, at that time, I was fearing the worst. I was thinking, all right, for me now, I can't see them not stepping up now because they had all the momentum we were we were struggling to just kind of get any rhythm in the game and then I don't know I felt like they kept on this wave of attack and then we get the two injuries we get Campbell off and we get Burke off and we have to bring on Osho yeah, and, that was it. And, and Lansbury comes on apparently but they were deliberate injuries by the way to extend oh, the game. Bournemouth players were saying, was there? were injuries. Uh, oh, okay. To extend the game, yeah. Go, go. Yeah, so we had okay. to change and we stepped up still, didn't we? We stepped up a bit. Well, Did Bournemouth... Well, sorry, sorry. Deliberate injuries. Why would you take off two of your best players? If it was exactly. It's... They thought we were time-wasting or something, but um, they did equalise. It was another nice little finish, but it all kind of came about from... I don't know if it's a mistake or is it poor defending or just misjudgment because Bell goes to intercept the ball. Yeah, he doesn't even yeah. get any close to doesn't it. He doesn't get anywhere close near to it. it. And, it, and that was the point at which they get the run down the right to, to make the cross for an easy tap. Well, I say easy tap. He, he, he finished it well, let's be fair. Um, yeah, but come and, on. And yeah, he finished it well. That's, that's the goal that I got really frustrated about. The first one, not so much because, you know, it was just a bit of brilliance from Stacey. But it was just more switched on, but... The second one, it was more like, you know, if Bell would stretch, all right, okay. If he'd have stretched a bit more, he'd have stopped it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. But, you know, look, we can sort of sit here and go, yeah, ifs and buts and whatever else. But realistically, it wasn't just that. I think it was a poor pass up field from in the right wing position. I can't remember who it was. I'm sure it was from that phase of play and whatever. Or it came slightly before that. And obviously they counter-attacked. And it wasn't only that, it was, it was the way that, was it Jamal Lowe had the ball? Who put it in or whoever had it? Yeah, it was Lowe, yeah. And obviously give it to that Rogers bloke and whatever. It's just the way that no one picked him up. It's like you've got to pick up your man. 
Yeah, and he's got a free tapping off the yeah, bar. Yeah, it was shocking. So it, was that long, it was no one within like two yards of him. But we're on the Loose back. We're on the back foot at that time. So yeah. let's be honest. We're the worst when we? Bournemouth equalised. Were you thinking, all right, we're probably going to lose this now? And I don't think that's being negative. But um, you look at the quality they have and the momentum they well, were having I, in the I game. Would just, I yeah. would. I think we said on the day when we sat there. I think, oh, we you know we'll do well to hang on for a point. That's what I felt at the time. Yeah. But, but the biggest thing for me there was we pressed on again. Mm-hmm. You know, I did did Bournemouth think, oh, we got the we got the job done now. We'll have a point, and if we can nick one on the break, that's fine. We I just think we did really well just to maybe, in our heads, just really reset and go, all right, let's just try and get a grip of the game again. It did feel like that, though, when they did score that second, maybe after the five minutes had passed and we started playing it around the back again and we were trying to get into decent areas. Yeah. Clark had that shot, which... Um, was, would have been a brilliant handball assist one. from Shea. Was it handball? Oh, 100% was handball, it? yeah. Because I know their keeper sprint out. He's controlled it with his hand, mate. Yeah, it was shocking. But, but no, he, in fairness, yeah. There's no VAR, though, yeah, so it would have counted. There you go. He's nearly words. smashed that into the back of the net. And then yeah. maybe at that time you're thinking, all right, maybe it's just not meant I'll to be. be honest, until sort of like the last sort of, you know, five, ten minutes and then like by stoppage time, I, I thought we were much the better team for, can I say, stoppage time anyway. Yeah. On the front foot, I mean... I turned around and said to obviously, you know, a couple of the boys behind me and obviously my uncle and whatever else, I turned around and said, there's another goal in this, 100%. And they went, let's hope not, we'll take a two-all draw right now. And I tell you what, I said, it wouldn't be surprised if it was us. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind, we were sitting there 20, 30 minutes previous to that going, shit, we'd be lucky not to consider another one or two here yeah. and lose the game. Because it was a bit like that. It was a bit, you know, upside down, wasn't it, really? I mean, one minute we're tuning up, we're dominating. Well, I would say we dominate the first half without a possession. Yeah, I think we did really well first More half. More dangerous anyway. Yeah. And then second half comes, so the first sort of like, straight after half time, bang, they score. And for like another 15, 20, 25 or whatever, they dominated us 100%. They could have scored probably another one or two. But anyway, look, it didn't happen. We got the ball down. It got a bit scrappy after that for a little while. And then towards the end, we came on strong. And we look at Do you know what it's because normally it would be us that defends deeper, it would be us that backs yeah, yeah. off all the time, but it was the opposite. Yeah. And, and, and we just maybe we just had that feeling we're gonna we, we've got another chance coming because you can always get one more chance, can't you? That's before I, I feel like they were tired as well. Before we talk about um the winning goal, um, I wanted to touch on the brilliant piece of skill from Jordan Clark. I think it's like the 92nd minute. Oh, mate, done two of them. Yeah, last the ball was well. played yes. over the top. Oh, and Clark's running towards his own goal yeah. with two people bearing on him and he just does this amazing Cruyff turn. Yeah. And I, I remember a guy was in Ezra Dwayne. I just screamed. I was just like, what yeah. are we doing? But like, it works so well, but I was right. just so nervous. I just get a vanish from my pants, honestly. <laughs> it, it was, oh, as soon as, honestly, right, when that happened, we was all sitting there going, you can feel the tension in the ground. Yeah. To pull that off yeah. in the 92nd minute though, and the, the composure and the calmness and that to just, do that. And also it raised the crowd again, didn't it? And the crowd mm. are thinking, you know what? We've got one more push here. We've Two got one more push. Two players around him as well. Two players, yeah. last man. What are you doing, mate? I'm sitting there going, well, you're an idiot. What are you doing? And <laughs> yeah. he's got away with it. Ooh. And he, plays, he knew what he was doing. Jesus Let's just Christ. give it. Give him the benefit there. He knew what he was doing. Oh, and Dave, real friends, I'd give him a knighthood for that. <laughs> That's disgraceful. <laughs> Honestly, give him a pay rise for that. Honestly, he, him and, I'll tell you what. It was unreal, Lans- one, yeah. yeah. And Lansby as well, his composure as well. Well, let's talk about... ten minutes. Let's talk about the the winning goal, the third goal from Calne Smith. There are so many things to love about this goal, like so many. And I know that I've watched it back hundreds of times. 
I guess you two both watched it back a hundred times. The Luton fans watched it back so many times. But you look at the way Lansbury touches that ball out to Bree, the way Bree hangs it up perfectly. Cal Naismith's first fake shot dummy, which completely sells a defender. And then the finish, it was a beautiful goal. And that's got to be like goal of the month, surely. It, it was unreal 100%. goal. Yeah, for it was me, unreal. For me, it starts before that. It starts from the initial throw-in that we had. And then it starts from, you know, the Pelly the shot that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, but it was showing that we had the desire to get forward and, take and desire charge, to yeah. try. You know, what have we got to lose? You're right. The little volley off to La- from Lansbury to to. Bryn. I think that's my. Fa- I, I know Naismith's goal was unreal, but that touch from Lansbury mm-hmm. is so perfect to Bree on the volley as well. Yeah, it was the a good course, it was- He's got that class, and that's why he's brought on. I suppose that we all, we all know what he can do with football at his feet. He might not have the body to you know run around, sprint around, and beat people and whatever else. But you know the guy's got a brain and a technical ability of a well of a top championship player. Let's face it, because it's true. And I think, you know, like you said there, obviously, about, obviously, we're being up Lansbury now. I said on Saturday to a few people, I was sitting there going, do you know what? He, for me, he was the most impressive in the last 10 minutes because of his touches. The, the touches yeah. to set people off in a way, yeah. and, you know, it was, just, it was just perfection, really. His passing as well. I know Bristol City fans didn't really rate him much when he played there for the end of last season, but mm. you don't lose that passing ability as a player, do you? No, and no, of you see that now with... I don't know, with, with players that are maybe getting to an age where maybe they're not as physically mm. fit or quick or as, you know, technical maybe as they were, but you never seem to lose that passing ability. And the weight of pass is exceptional. Exactly, and yeah. he's perfect at it. Exactly, and this is the thing, I mean, like I say, Bristol City fans, and they might get, but I'll tell you what, when we signed him, I thought, well, that's a good signing for us. But you, we all knew that, you know, he's not going to play 46 games a season, he might even play half of that, or, well, he's certainly going to get Fucking booked after that anyway because <laughs> yeah. he gets booked all the, all time, the time. Apart from Saturday, I don't think. But but no, look, he, he is the guy that sometimes you know certain games and certain times you need certain players to do a job. And I tell you what, from Nathan Jones' point of view as well, it was a bit of tactical brilliance. And Breeze ball in right. was was great to Adebayo, and I think the referee maybe apparently was looking at giving a pen there, but he should have given. Yeah, but you know what. Do you know what the thing about that when when Naismith gets the ball, the composure was brilliant. He, wasn't it? he chests it down, he che- he controls it with his chest. It drops to his foot. He then sends uh, what, what was the guy's name? That he just it was either Lerma. Or yeah, he, he Lerma, you know yeah. he he just sends him one, flicks it to the left a little bit, and with his left foot curls it round. There was five defenders in his way, five, and it it couldn't have been more yeah. perfect. How and did the, that goal feel for you guys? Oh. When that went in, how did that feel? Because ecstasy, wasn't it? My legs, went weak. My legs went weak. <laughs> it just, was just amazing, wasn't I, it? I was, it was, I was just sat there. Well, I sat there, stood there, shall I say? Obviously, celebrating. Went mental. I didn't, I didn't even see Nathan Jones doing his knee slide at the time and whatever else. No, I didn't see because that because obviously he was celebrating. Like I was too busy hugging. Around. I was too yeah. busy hugging people around me. But yeah, that's it. Jumping into people, going mad, and I just turned around. Obviously, after we like, settled down a little bit, like you know, a minute and a half, two minutes, like probably four minutes later, because let's face it, we're still buzzing our tits off. But <laughs> and I was just sitting there like this, and I'll be honest, my uncle keeps saying, he goes, I think I had a mini heart attack on the day. I think if you listen to Simon Sorry. Oxley's commentary, we said this earlier, if you listen to his commentary, he just sums it up. Justice was done, mm-hmm. definitely done, and uh, the goal was phenomenal. If that was a Premier League player, they'd be playing it. Playing yeah, yeah. it and playing it. it would be goal of the season. 
Hundred percent goal. Can of the I season. just say after that away game as well earlier on in the season, where I thought we were much the better team and we lost two one at their place. Yeah, just rewards and you know just deserved because that's yeah. what we deserved in the end. Honestly, and, we did. Well, I I sort of listened back to the Bournemouth podcast and, and I said afterwards, you know, I don't think they're going to be top teams, but obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. were. <laughs> I said that, but I also said last week. You know, we're there, we're in the mix, we'll raise our game, and we did that. And we raised our game, and we played brilliantly. And Naismith summed it up at the end. We didn't give up, we kept pressing, we kept pressing, and he took his opportunity, and it, what a glorious memory we're going to have from that. Yeah, perfect. 100%. And if we go on to like what we said previous as well, I also have said every single time, and you can quote me on this, we can compete with anyone in this league and in this division. Yep. And I've always said it, and I believed it, because we are really that good. I'm not saying we're you know we're well beaters and we're this and that, but what I'm saying is, when we're on it, we're on it and we can compete with anyone. It's the same as that Fulham game. I tell you what, against Fulham, yeah, but it's the same. Yeah, the I, last, I think it was the last league home game, was it? Yeah, back in December, we were just as good. Yeah, definitely. The thing maybe, is, maybe maybe even better slightly, but we we got a point out of the game. We didn't win it, but look. We just got to hope that, that uh, Reading is not banana skin afterwards. You know, we we keep up the form, mm-hmm. we play well. Reading are not doing so great at the moment and I hope that we just take the momentum we've got from this game to the next one because that would be disappointing, wouldn't it? And just a word on Cal Naismith. Um, producer Jacob had a tweet and he, he texted me earlier and he screenshot it. I think Richard was the one who tweeted it saying, um, I recall on the Christmas podcast, producer Jacob called Cal Naismith a legend after we, we had the interview with him. We Apparently we all laughed at him and uh, he's going, well... Do we owe Jacob an apology after after the weekend? And Jacob's texting me going, I want an apology. He's like, I want it to the camera. I want eye contact. Sorry, why do you have to apologise for what exactly? Because <laughs> Jacob called Naismith a legend and we didn't agree. But has he maybe written his name into legend status after that goal? The I tell you what he's done. He's written his name into uh, Luton Town history folklore. He, yeah, he's yeah. a very firm fan favourite as well, let's face yeah. it. And after you know, after the start he had as well at Luton, and you know, people were sitting there questioning this, you know, certain things about his game, and but we, we knew his quality. But there was people that did question him, I'm sure. You know, we need to get him back on right. and have a chat with him about the goal. So uh, to I was going to say, I think Cal knows that we potentially kept questioned him at the start, but yeah, maybe way. so, maybe so. But you know what? Oh, I never did, we, by the way. Just to let but you know. no. This is why we, this is why we do this. We, we we're chatting about our team. That's why we do this. And you well, can have an opinion, right? Let's talk about Alan Campbell then. Today's player focus. Um, we'll do five minutes on him. What's impressed you most about Alan Campbell this season? Because I, I do think he's he's maybe had to find his feet a bit in the championship, but he's definitely impressing now. Always isn't he? gives a hundred percent. Yeah, that's what impresses me the most. Always gives a hundred. There you go. Free word for you there. Always gives a hundred percent. No, 100. Just, just 100. 100, we'll, we'll, 100 we'll, 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 we'll turn 100 Sorry. into a word. I know it's not really a word, but we'll, we'll make it a word. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? Get away with it. When we first signed him, I was quite excited because I read um, all the reviews from his former club uh, fans saying, you've got a good one there, you got this, you got that. And I'm thinking, right, I'm really looking forward to it. And when he first started playing for us, I yeah. went, oh, I thought he'd be better than that. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. But recently, he's been phenomenally good. But did you expect him on the ball to be sort of like a you know a creative master wizard or you know or sorcerer? I generally sort of don't football, but but realistically, all he well, I say all he is not all he is, but realistically, his his biggest con- uh, attributes in football are his work rate, his desire to get involved, and uh, let's face it, he covers a lot of ground. Like you say, Jacob's saying about bloody Lanarkshire, Cante or whatever. 
we won't go that far. But what we'll say is, no, we will go that far <laughs> because fuck can they? Who's he? We've got Alan Campbell, mate. Yeah, but you know, from when you when you read about him and about what his supporters said about him in the Scottish League. I just expected when he first came into the team, I thought he's going to really be a big impact. And he wasn't straight away. However, his form recently has been phenomenally good. Mm-hmm. And he's a solid player. I like him. I'd, I like say, him I'd say since around a Bristol City game. At Bristol, uh, Bristol City. Sorry, excuse me. Tiredness. Uh, Nottingham Forest away. Since that game there, he has been absolutely phenomenal. I haven't played much since then. And he's just going to get better as well because he's a young lad as well, isn't he? So he's yeah. he's going to keep improving. This is what you guys said about Alan Campbell and his performance of the weekend and his performance so far this season. Chris says, firstly, his attitude and desire appear to be great. He's a strong player in transition, breaking up play, then drives forward with intent. He'll be fine in a two or a three, but in a three will get more license to get forward. And maybe that's what I think Nathan Jones even said about they had to work on him getting forward. And I think I've read Motherwell fans saying that he didn't, shoot much for Motherwell but maybe that's saying that we have already improved in his game and, well, and that finish was unreal yeah well according to Nathan Jones apparently he can't he's not the best shooter or he you know he's yeah, not yeah. the best technically at shooting and whatever or whatever he said I can't make a quote word for word but apparently he basically said he's not the best you know at well, the well he definitely was the else. other day but yeah Aaron that says he's, he's taken a while to adjust to the pace of the game but could see from the first game he was going to give us bite and energy in midfield Allows for a two or a three in there with the energy levels. Kicking on nicely, having been a bit start-stop with injury. Hopefully the start of a good run. Uh, Dara says, I see him alongside Pelly or Lansbury with Clark and Berry in a more attacking role just ahead. Then a double strike force of Adebayo alongside Cornick if everyone is fit. Philly is the engine to be a nuisance to the opposition with our press, but also the link between defence and attack with intelligence. Yeah, 100%. Like you say, and that's an important role, isn't it? That transitioning role for a player to be in there to link that defence and that attack and to carry the ball as well is maybe a player we've, we've missed in recent times. And, and the thing is, right, he's, he's the kind of player you need, sort of, like, say, to do the whole defensive to attack to you know, in order to free up your Pelly Ruddocks of the team or your whoever we've got alongside him, your Clark, gives Clark more like freedom to run forward because at the end of the day, and I'm mumbling a bit there. No, but you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. You saying yeah, the, 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 also, the better he gets, the more attention he gets from other defenders, which then frees up, you know, your, your other people. So he you does know, cover it. a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he he's does. brilliant. And, and you know, long may he stay with us and, 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 and get better. And you've got to put your, you know, you've got to put your congratulations to the coaching staff yet again. Yeah. Chris says, it's taken a while to get up to speed with the championship, but if Saturday's anything to go by, we've got a player on our hands. He's everywhere, winning it back and recycling it. Relentless chasing and pressure would have him in a three with Clark and Beza slash Pelly, not an out and out CDM. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Chris he's says some good words. Yeah, he's he? not an out and out I want to be fair. He's not. He's the, like you say, the player, that, the pivot player that let's get going. Let's, you know, let's get, pick up that ball. Let's press the ball. Cause the thing is, though, I'd like to see him press more sometimes from the front. That's the only thing, but then realistically, who'd you get pressing from behind? Yeah, I mean, only maybe you've got a Glenn Ray in behind sort of thing, but yeah, you know, let's face it, probably not going to play as much. And you got your Pellys, and let's face it, Pelly, Campbell, and probably Clark. You're probably going to see for the majority of the season with obviously Lansbury filling in. Mm-hmm. But like you say, it's going to be Campbell's going to be that player to do the majority running to free up your Pellys, and you know. More physical players. That makes sense. Definitely Not good physical, in the midfield. So that, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean. Though. No, but 
I also thought, though, at the weekend, his pressing with the rest of the squad was good at times, although Bournemouth did manage to play out of it a few times. And I, I still think, the, like you said, the energy, the work rate, he brings it all, doesn't he? Gary says he's strong and focused, keeps calm and settled in nicely. Very impressed with how he took his chance on Saturday. And I guess with the squad our size, it is about taking your chances, isn't it? And whenever you do get the opportunity, no one's has a right to start every single game. And we are all, you know, everyone is getting a chance and, and, and taking them. Taking his chance and scoring that goal. I think, you know, that's the chance he took on Saturday and it was brilliant. You know, and overall, he's, you know, he can't fault any of the team Saturday. But, you know, there are a couple of people that just stood a little bit further up than others and he was mm. one of them. Just a little bit. And I mean, um, you know, microscopic little bit as well. It's nothing. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. The team performance was great, but he was part of that. Um, before we get into Instagram questions today, little transfer rumour that was happening today. Apparently, Peter Chioso is going to be getting recalled from Milton Keynes. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's to, if Breeze maybe picked up a knock or if Jones uh, is just thinking. Because we, we don't want him to stay at Milton Keynes. Or is he going into a back three with injury to Burke? And no lock exactly. Here. Well, lock here, should I say? Hey, listen, if it's performed well from them, then you know. Well, they're annoyed about him being recalled. Everyone's saying we're doing it on purpose. And if yeah, it good. is, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's been fantastic, yeah. Uh, should should we get some shit club then, should you? <laughs> you fucking idiots. Yeah. Should we get some Insta questions then? John says, was that the best game of the Kenny since the Pompey 3 2? Yes. Yeah, okay, that was yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, we say that, but else. then we've had a lot of good games that kind of rode in the championship, obviously. <laughs> I imagine we'd say the Watford game if we were all there, but... Yeah, we weren't, we but weren't, it was still a great game. Yeah. I think for atmosphere, for, you know, the dramatic way it finished, it was a fantastic memory, yeah. So you've got to put it up there, haven't you? But there'll be more of those. Well, Matthew says, what was the best last-minute goal oh, we've seen? Or he said, was that the best minute last-minute goal for some time? You look back at some... I can't remember, I can't remember, to be honest, I can't actually remember. Well, even this season, we've scored quite a few. We scored the one at Blackburn, the starters. Yeah. Yeah. I say quite a few and then in my head and I'm struggling to remember the rest but Bristol City we yeah. equalised last minute well they were putting out the stats on Sky weren't They're they that we score a lot of these. I, mean. I just think uh, yeah the best last minute goal for us sometime at home for definite and, does and that beat Armit Berkovic against Hull in 2006 can't really remember it so I'm going to say yes um, it meant quite a lot when Berko scored didn't it that day um, but I have to say just because of the the way that the game was played out and the, the you know the controversy and felt like we really deserved it, you know what? That will live in lots of people's memories longer than the Burko goal, sadly. Josh says, "Is the cow with hair debate settled now?" <laughs> We've spoken before. Is he better with hair or no hair? Yeah, keep his hair on. What are you saying, Batari? Keep his hair yeah. now. Yeah, with a bloody yeah, mop keep, like yours, you 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 surely you'd keep him well, on. Well, you know, well. You say that, but we're about we're debating at the moment. We'll just cut lit one's hair. I'm saying, yeah, cut it. Don't look great like yours. It's got got mate, better beard than you yet, mate. I don't know, but more got, difficult. He's got long back hair than me, which is weird. Hey, it obviously is, doesn't get that from my side. This is not a baby raising <laughs> podcast. Let's be fair. Zach says, should Cal and Alan now get called up for Scotland? I think it's about time Cal next. How, how, how can yeah. they not even look at him? No, no, how can they not look at him right now? Can I just say what I've seen from the championship this season? I'll be honest. I've watched quite a lot, and I, you know, I study quite a lot of things in the championship. And I'll tell you what, he is one of the better players in it. Non-biased. Well, I probably am biased a little bit, but no, he honestly, he's phenomenal. 
He deserves his chance, doesn't he? Yeah, he said to me in that interview over Christmas that it's a dream to play for Scotland. He thinks he's it's going to be tough now because, you know, they're are they in the playoffs? They uh, they qualified. I can't remember, but he he reckons because of that situation they're in now, the manager's going to stick with what they've got. I think he if the manager if the manager's got any sense, he'll look at current form. And you'll go, this guy's standing out. Let's even just get him to train with the squad. Yeah. So like train a, yeah. with the squad and go from there. And do you know what? There's still a little bit of time for the World Cup. You never know. And the thing is, right, you can take this guy as well. You can play him centre-half, left-back, centre-mid. You can probably play him left and right wing if you really want to. He put, he's, you know, he's put a big advert up for himself from Saturday, hasn't he? So, yeah, best of luck to him. And the final one for today. Dot says, which player this season has gone under the radar and has been highly unappreciated? I'd appreciate it. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to keep, I, I said it You're before. You're going to say Sonny, aren't you? No, because I think he does get appreciated because I think we all know. Apart, do you know what? Be oh, honest, hang on. Be honest, Can hang we on. just say something about Sonny? Well, he wasn't the greatest on Saturday. No, no. He was the greatest for one thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the singing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what yeah, I, I didn't know it until you Everywhere told me, they yeah. go. It was fantastic. What a man. What an absolute legend. There you go. <laughs> um, come on, who's the player that's gone under the radio? I think James Bree still. James Bree. I think James Bree gets, you know, a bit, a bit of torch from fans sometimes. He gets slated. But I think the guy, you know, even when he has had a couple of, like, you know, I won't say terrible games, but a couple of, you know, half inappropriate games as such, he's also stepped up. And I'm pretty sure I've seen some stats as well. And I actually believe these stats as well. They are legit stats, by the way. So he's made some of the most passes as from fullbacks in the league or something like that. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, in the final third and whatever else and I think people forget about his work rate as well up and down the right hand side you you're f- you forget right we're playing a fr- like a back three with sort of like a right wing back and a left wing back there are wide units there are wide players you see what I'm saying and I know people like to get on his back a little bit say oh yeah this and that back here. so I'm not I'm not saying I'm not getting that far into it but I think James Bree needs to be appreciated because he has been key for a season. He really has. And you look at the the couple of balls he put in in the last minutes against Bournemouth as well were mm-hmm. were brilliant. He's probably the one I'd agree with, to be fair. I'd, I'd say we've we have spoken about him before in this podcast. We have I mean. saying do, shall we recall Kyoto? But why do people give him shit? So I, I don't understand it. I mean, there's, there there are players. I understand certain players. Is it because I don't I don't genuinely feel like it's because people think that he could do better or this and that. I think people. Use him sometimes to go, oh, why do people moan about saying so? James Bree's shit. I, I feel like people say that sometimes. And I get really annoyed with it because I, I genuinely feel he is a good player, James Bree. If he he might have not been as good in the first season or whatever. We might not see much of him, whatever. But maybe that's not, it didn't suit him. But he suits this role that he's playing. The manager and the team have faith in him. And we tr- exactly. They Nathan trust Jones him. has so much yeah, trust and faith in him, doesn't he? And we've spoken with Andy Burgess on the podcast before about trust and how important that is to have in, in a player. and. Mm-hmm. Bree's clearly got it. Yeah. 100%, man. The guy, the guy is brilliant. You know, you know how much I like James Bree. Yeah. I don't like sitting big him up every week and whatever else because people just think, oh, you know, shut up and whatever else. But I honestly really, really appreciate what he does for Luton. I think he does a great job. And I know he gets a lot of sh- shit from behind people that sit behind me and whatever else. And I sit and go, oh, I don't, oh, you know, I think he's not the best right back. He's probably not the best right back we've ever had. But, you know, you're trying to fill that void of being the best right back or the best centre half or the best centre mid or striker you've ever had. You can't compare, man, sometimes. They all do different jobs. And this guy, he's good. He's very, very good. Everybody has their opinions about everyone. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the joy of watching your team. Because 
uh, my my view might be different to yours, but can we, can I we agree appreciate that? He's, no, a, he's a very good player. I agree. I think it's frustrating because you know that he can be sometimes. You know those crosses don't go over, but when he, I think that's the thing. Yeah. That's frustrating. However, when he gets it right, he's brilliant. But he sees a lot of the ball, and that's why sometimes yeah. people get on his back because he sees a lot of that ball, yeah. and because he makes himself open for that ball to be delivered to him. Which all right, sometimes he doesn't get that delivery right, but you know, it's just the way you look at it, though. Isn't when it? he gets that ball right, mate, he gets assists, and yeah. he's got a few assists this season as well. Let's go, let's go with that. So, for me, that's him. I don't know about you boys, but I agree. I'd agree. Reading on Wednesday night, what are we saying? Uh, we're saying we should win. Uh, we hope we win. We put in a good performance. <laughs> yeah, Reading, isn't it? It's, but it's you know, we never be Reading away, do we? No, but now's the time. Now's the time. Use that momentum we got from Saturday. I've be also, Reading. Yeah. Let's go to Sheffield and and uh, do them as well. That'd I've, be lovely. I've also heard Andy Carroll is not actually signed up at the moment for yeah. Reading. So he played his last ho- game. Hopefully, good. Hopefully, he's not signing a new contract. Well, until at least after that, and you know. Clear causes a problem, but you know we've got players. You look at the league table actually. In Reading are, are fighting for their lives down there. Still, obviously they, they had their little six point deduction, but they're on a on a poor run. Conceded seven against Fulham. So, tell you what, if we're on our A game and we we play, there's no reason why we can't go there on Wednesday night and, and take a win. So, hundred percent. I know I'll take anything, even a scrappy one 0 win. I don't care. We all take it, won't we? Realistically, yeah, definitely. I don't care as long as you know OG. 91st minute, 96th minute. OG. Why not? Let's go for it. I love that. Well, that's all we got time for today. Uh, next week, we'll be here discussing everything Sheffield United after great. we make yeah. our lovely away trip to Sheffield. Uh, yes. That'd be fun. Great fun. So, thank you so much for listening. If you uh, if you are listening today and you wanted to see Bataro's lovely little McHarthur yeah, print, raise it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah go and put it up. Put go up, on over to YouTube, Owen the Town. Um, Jason, Jason's got a few more to sell. And all the profits are going to the charity that's supporting Mick Harford. Yeah. It's lovely as well. If you haven't way. bought Proper one nice yet, little canvas. if you haven't bought one yet, please go on and get one because you know there are many. She's got a couple of large ones left and, and a lot of little ones. Producer Jacob will leave a link somewhere. I'm, I'm leaving that in his hands. So uh, yeah, yeah go out. check Brilliant. it out. Good Thank work. you so much for listening today. Thank you so much for watching. Enjoy Reading away if you're going. Enjoy Sheffield United away if you're going. And we shall see you next week.